and welcome to Deus Life, an aspirational podcast. My name is Patrick, and here with me, as always, is Hayden. You hear? I said my name. I didn't yeah, say I am. Went, yeah. You know, it's because we usually track on Saturdays. Today oh, is a so Sunday. That's the Sunday intro. It's that day of rust. Sounds about know? right. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of forgot what this is like uh, to some extent. But uh, did you want to shout someone out? Hayden? Yeah, shout out to the homie uh, Gitas Panavas, who Gitas. is uh, our first on behalf of Challenger, which is our person, my personal care brand. Uh, First person to order from Lithuania. So sounds like an MMA fighter, like it's a kickboxer. Panavas, yeah. <laughs> Gidas Panavas sounds exactly. like like a highly skilled kick, kickboxer. Kicking kick ass. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so shout out to you. I hope things are going well in Vilnius, which is as we all know the capital of Lithuania. So uh, surely we all know that. Shout out to that guy. Not to be mistaken with uh, Latvia. What's the? Uh, I always like to know the capital of Mongolia. Ulan Bator. Ulan Bator. Batur or Batar? Batar, I believe Batar. Ulan Batar. Yep. Yeah, and I know it's like uh, one of the most polluted cities in the world because everybody cooks with a certain like stove or something. It's oh. sort of a uh, an outdated cooking technique. What is it? I think they cook with coal coal ovens or oh, something. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, apparently coal, like the worst. Coal oil or <laughs> yeah, something. Like coal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they use clean coal. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're about 30 years into the phrase clean coal. Do you still have any idea what it means? Uh, <laughs> it's the oh, power of rhetoric. I think the power of rhetoric. Well, so you know where I learned this is. I recall uh, Alex Jones talking about this on Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan's podcast. That are certain certain coal deposits in the world that don't have the carcinogens and toxins. But the American one does. But it's still greenhouse gas. <laughs> Appa- yeah, I mean the carbon for sure. But yeah. apparently the American coal or something like that does less mercury. I want to say. <laughs> so uh, uh, I don't so know. You heard I don't it know from, about that volatile heard, air mercury. You, maybe. Heard, you heard it from yeah, Mister Truth. So mm, it is a heavy metal. You know, mercury's yeah. might weigh a bit. I don't, I don't know how much of that is going into the air. I'd have to look that it's up. It's heavy. Yeah, I, I mean there's only that up. there's only two metals that are liquid at room temperature. I formed a new political group. Do you know what the other one is? <laughs> Two metals that are liquid at room temperature? Or can be, yeah. Can be liquid at room temperature. I mean, you're kind of proving my point that mercury is probably not volatile in the air. Unless, uh, well, let's see. Mercury thermometers, mostly liquid. Room temperature, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, so mercury is not mercury. volatile at room temperature. Yeah, but, it, yeah it's li- it, but it's liquid at room temperature. It's a liquid, so. yep. yeah. Um... Mm, it's not lithium. It's nothing in computers. Uh, it would have to be. Uh, this is really hard. Yeah, it's kind of you know it or you don't situation. Yeah, I don't want to spend the whole podcast brainstorming metals. <laughs> it's not boring. <laughs> Making no- that really is sort of the. Uh, I, when I think of social skills or speaking skills, I think of. Um, the ability to speak without saying anything to fill space while you think, you know what I mean? Like I, I just spoke, you know, for 15, 20 seconds and I can continue to speak like this without actually without, saying, yeah, nothing ha- of substance. There's no message. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. It's like when you go out on a date, I went out on a date a little while ago. Now these are ambiguous recorded and I doubt she's listening. So I don't really give a shit. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I just remember being like, why are you here? <laughs> why? <laughs> It's like coming to a test and just not filling in a bubble, you know, yeah. like why, why'd you even come to the test? You yeah. know, if you weren't going to put out any effort, just kind of had her arms crossed. The whole oh, time. Hey, what do you think of this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we, what are we doing? You know, I can yeah. talk at you for a couple hours if you want, but I, you know, I'd prefer to spend my time differently. Yeah. Anyway. Like a conversational. Yeah. What are the metals? <laughs> uh, the other metal is gallium. 
Gallium. Okay, yeah, I wasn't gonna come up with that, so I'm I'm glad we didn't yeah, waste gal- that time. It's, it, gallium's one where like if you keep it, if you like hold it in your hand, it'll melt and become pretty pliable. I think we all have that memory of holding gallium and and realizing how volatile it is. Exactly. Yeah. So We're heating it up in our so, hands during so, yeah. those cold California exactly. winters. Exactly. So shout out to gallium. I suppose probably doesn't get enough play these days. I was thinking recently. I have a lot of notes, but now the now the wheels are spinning. Um, this is the first episode I've had a lot of notes for. Yeah. Um, but well, I, I have some notes. I have, I have some notes as well. We'll have to touch on those. Well, I was. Uh, I'm saving mine for the future. Here's, here's <laughs> the thing: is I just got. Uh, I had had an issue with my car stereo, so I got it replaced, and the new one died. It's a never-ending saga. It's a never-ending saga, and it turns out the most recent reason that it died, and then I had to wait four days for a replacement stereo, and then I took it in, and the homie. One at the auto sound place uh, pressed reset on the one that I have, and now it fucking works. <laughs> so that's have you tried awesome. turning it off and turning it back on? I again? tried turning the car off and turning it back on, Damn. but apparently there's a there's like a little like put the tip of a pen button oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. in to reset yeah. it, and uh, hadn't done that because I didn't fucking know that exists. On did you not have Tamagotchis growing up? Uh, I did not have a Tamagotchi. That's why you weren't up. able to fix your yeah, stereo. Yeah, that, that's got to be the problem. Yeah. Well, I, I had the same thing on my router at home for mm. my internet, but uh, I thought anything hey, in made before 2015. But if this is a car, if this is a car, but this thing was made after 2015. Mm. Well, there you go. What it's you, aftermarket? So anyway, I what, was uh, where where were the fuck was I going with that? Um, you want to oh, talk I about listen, car stereo? I, I listened to an episode of our podcast, and I was oh, like, wow. "Man, I gotta, I gotta come to the, I gotta come to the table with some more shit." So, <laughs> I have some notes. I listen to every episode so of the podcast. I, yeah. yeah, I walk around and I go, "Ooh, ooh, oh, there was some love this there show, was some brilliance there." Oh yeah, <laughs> love this show. Yeah, well, a lot of the podcasts I like lately have like kind of been trash. I don't know. I like Reply all a lot, but lately it's Tra- just been like tra- so boring. Trash. Oh my how? god. Just like boring. So does that know? mean then our because it's one of those interesting things where we want to have the right amount of edge without being too edgy, but we want to we also want to be saying new shit, saying compelling stuff, saying thought provoking things without being too outrageous. Well, here's the key to that, and I see you, you've got the key, which is a book on the table. Yeah, exactly. That's how you always have things to talk about. Yeah, it always provokes thoughts. You just write little notes when you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm reading Milton Erickson's um, and my voice will go with you which is about like hypnotherapy, psychiatry. Um, he calls them, what does he call them? Uh, like therapy tales or something? Wow, I can't believe I forgot that. It's like lesson tales or something. He, t- he tells stories and he puts you in the story and his stories are um, formatted to you know cause some sort of positive change in your life to cure a phobia or um, uh, different psychiatry conditions or something. Um, and sometimes when I'm reading it, I'm like, is this, is this true? Like, you know, wow, he had the perfect story right off the tip of his tongue and, uh, yeah, just right off the cuffs telling the perfect story that'll fix that woman's fear of buildings or something, right? Um, so some of it seems a little fabricated, but one of the things that he did say that I really like, because it takes a lot of pressure to work and research and and things off of me, and it it really relates to this podcast because I, I think when we started this, I would be more intentional and kind of worried about making it a good show, right? Having lots of notes, having lots of questions for guests and stuff. And then I'd say like, you know, a month, a month or so ago, I was like, eh, that's not as fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Milton Erickson says something. He says like, anytime you would give a speech, cause he was a renowned psychiatrist and he spoke at conferences and things and all these different things. And, and his time was often requested. 
um, you just said, you know, you, if, if you're living a life where you're gaining knowledge and, and, and training your subconscious, then you should just trust your subconscious. And, and then you don't have to write down your speeches or anything, you cool. know, just, yeah. just trust your subconscious. So, okay. Um, well, that's the approach I sort of take. Yeah, it's a yeah. great approach. You know, totally. you don't have to change your life. You know, don't have to. Yeah, but but if your life is not formatted to strengthen your subconscious, then you do have to change your life. Yeah. Then it is a very otherwise you're going to otherwise you're going to show up without anything new to talk about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do so, you know that uh, the same company that uh, did you know that Hasbro of uh, Hasbro Hasbro, <laughs> which is the same company? What uh, are they? No, it's Mattel. Yeah, Hasbro, like two toy giants. Hasbro is a uh, My Little Pony. Mm. They are uh, they've completed a three point eight billion dollar acquisition of another Toronto based multimedia company so that they can get their hands on Peppa Pig. Oh wow! And you know what <laughs> Isn't else? That English. And you know what else is included in the Peppa in the uh, in that in the catalog of the company that they bought? Bob the Builder. It is actually the entire discography of NWA. Really? Yeah. Wow. They Strange. bought they, they bought the catalog for Oh no 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 not NWA. Death Row Records mm. of mm. Suge Knight fame. So a lot of Dre stuff and Which is some Dre NWA stuff, the Chronic. Stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not technically NWA cuz NWA was Ruthless Records, mm. which was mm. uh, Easy E and Jerry Heller formed and then yeah. they had like sort of the lion's share of that. Ice yeah. Cube, Ice, Ice Cube bounced before they even recorded the Dr. second. Dr. Dre has had and then, a and then, uh, and then Dr. difficult Dre, history. He's, a, he's, a, he's had some rough <laughs> a business, difficult legal some history, rough, <laughs> bi- some rough business partners, just people owning his shit forever. Ex- exactly, yeah, yeah. and then so yeah, well. it all worked out for him though. It worked out in the end, yeah. Beats, and then I guess after Shady Aftermath and Aftermath with Interscope, that worked out nicely. But uh, it's gonna be, uh, I think, when you combine sort of the picture of Peppa Pig with uh, the Chronic. It was quite a purchase. And Death Row Records, that is fucking hilarious to me. Now tell me something. When you meet somebody, do you kind of know very quickly whether you're going to get along with them? Very, very much so. Why is that? Uh, I think it has to do with refining my intuition and my ability to non-verbally communicate as well as verbally communicate. And I pride myself on trying to get very quickly to a point of does this person mesh well with me or not are you getting there with words and questions yeah absolutely yeah it's it's a combination it's i mean you can't just you can't just rely on the body language there has to be a component where you're sharing and exchanging ideas and finding out where people stand on things and then and then very quickly i start asking like somebody answers question a then i take it to question b which is more more complicated more sophisticated more difficult to answer requires more complex thought is this intentional on your part uh, i mean it's not like i'm following a playbook necessarily but mm. if somebody s- shares an opinion about something i'll ask for a deeper clarification on a subpoint of it mm. and then i'll see how they handle that do you ever worry when you show up um, to meet people and stuff that like, oh man, what if I don't have anything to say? Never. Yeah. Never. Because I can always take an interest in what they're doing. And I, mm. and the cool thing what is... What if they're really bad at talking about what they're doing and they have very few words? Then, and, I'll yeah. try, then, then the fun of that will be coaxing it out of them. Oh, you're staying? I wow, mean, that's very nice of you. Depends on <laughs> depends on what the structure is, whether yeah, yeah, this I'm is a... You. I talk a big game. Whether well, this is three <laughs> minutes at a party before I can go oh, and okay. go and talk okay. to somebody else, or if it's like a hey, we're gonna sit down and have lunch for two hours, then it's gonna be a, a longer haul, and and it depends. It depends on the scope of the uh, the interaction. Yeah, what about I, you? I've been thinking about this a lot lately because sometimes, like, um, 
my my going out and meeting people life is is very sometimes I'll meet like five people in a week or something I'll just go ham on it right and then I'll wait like a couple weeks and I won't really see anybody or I'll see somebody I already know or something um but this week I saw a lot of people and I was just thinking like I pretty much knew in the first five minutes if this was going to be enjoyable, right? And then I can kind of frame the timeline of like... I can can tell in the first 90 seconds. hmm. Yeah, it's just like reaction. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, by now now in each of our lives, we've interacted with so many people that it's really done a good job of sort of refining within ourselves sort of the gut feel of whether or not this is like... This is this is an interesting person to continue engaging with, or if it's going to be more of a conversation that'll be nice to have, but I'm mostly tolerating it, or something <laughs> something in the middle. Yeah, yeah, something will spark. It's funny because something will spark, and I'll be like, "Oh man, I have so many questions." Ah, da 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 da. And that's so fun when that happens, right? Um, but it's 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 rarer, unfortunately, because the more you learn, the more the more somebody learns the harder it is to find somebody that's able to go to those places conversationally with you. Yeah. And, and I almost so feel often, like, and oftentimes you just, I, I find myself just sort of doing surface scratch, surface scratching as far as conversation go. And then it turns into, Oh, I turns try. Into, and I try and yeah. avoid the hop on pop bullshit where <laughs> it's, well, so what was it like growing up? In oh my God. Yeah. This yeah, place. Yeah. Like I, I, my favorite thing ever is, is, my ideal conversation is I would never know about your work unless it's like a big part of your life, right? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like rarely do I ask somebody how many siblings they have or something. <laughs> like I remember I told you I went out oh, with somebody yeah. recently and I hadn't had that experience of like <laughs> normal people dating or yeah. how I imagine other people date. Yeah. Which is like, so where'd you grow up? You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. she kept asking me questions like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> is this like a thing people do? Thing. Like, yeah. I usually, I, I always have like, um, different ideas I'm exploring in a given week or something, yeah. right? That I'm kind of like fixated on. And then the next week I won't give a shit about them. Right? <laughs> yep. But like, I always try to uh, selfishly bring that to the table. And like, it, it really is just like, well, regardless it's, it's, of who I'm going out with, it's, like, it's this con- is what we're going to talk about. And it's right? valuable yeah. conversation fodder too. And what's cool yeah. about coming into an initial screening of sorts, because that's what it is. It's an interview. First dates are interviews. <laughs> And nah, it's a hang session, oh, bro. Yeah, totally. we're Stoners ch- for Joe. We're going to chillax, man. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to explain what that is? No. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. It's my political group. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the most political person, but I think that's a, a great group name, right? Stoners, Stoners for Joe. Because yeah. <laughs> it can go a couple ways. Is yeah. it like Stoners in, in favor of coffee as well? Like there's No, a, no. Uh, it's clearly Biden. <laughs> which way? It could be Joe. Cup yeah. of Joe, right? Morning Joe. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the... The, uh, the conversation piece is really interesting because I generally start at like a, I'll open with like a six out of 10 thing, but it's interesting that when I kick off a conversation or somebody starts talking about something, my inclination is to go, oh, that's really interesting. Tell me more about that. Let's mm-hmm. go deeper. Let's go deeper. And then I try and then the interesting piece is if somebody's got very deep domain knowledge about one thing, I like to go as deep as possible with them on that one thing and then try and bridge a gap to something else that's seemingly unrelated, but has a nuancy connection that makes crossover sort of a comparison possible. And that's an interesting piece. Like, you know, management consulting to animal husbandry. Sure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. We like that one? Why I not? We like that well, one. Well, we'd have to go deep on management consulting first, but... Uh, There's not any deep to remind, go. Like, teach me real quickly, what specifically does animal husbandry mean? 
Uh, I think that means like raising animals and breeding them. Okay, it's animal breeding. I think it's breeding. Is that hu- yeah. husbandry? Yeah, is yeah, the yeah. is the like you you two go in this pen and I wasn't copulate. prepared. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I just like the phrase. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, so this uh, is how like I would... managing the breeding process okay. of animals. So here's right? how this conversation yeah. would go. Yeah. You you mentioned the word animal husbandry, and then of course I I don't care about like donkey it. horse. Yeah, make a mule. Make a mule. Yeah, or horse horse make a super horse. Yeah, make a super horse. Make um, a super horse. How do we make pugs breathe better? That's yeah. one of my personal goals exactly. you know, people okay. are always people always want to get rich but they never think about what am i going to do when i get rich yeah i have my plan you're you know, gonna, i'm gonna make a pug that can breathe you're gonna make a long snouted <laughs> long, long snouted pug, pug. Yeah, okay yeah and does that also apply to the bulldogs can, or is it, but it's not going to be a puggle it's going to be a pug so how does this apply does that just for pugs or Listen, is it the bulldog i can't solve too? all the dog world's problems Whoa, okay not with that attitude. sorry Frenchies. not with that attitude <laughs> Sorry. Interesting. You know, maybe if my brother had gotten a Frenchie all those years ago, mm-hmm. they would be the lucky dogs yeah. that are going to get extended snouts. But, yeah. You know. So how I would handle that conversation is as soon as somebody says animal husbandry, I would go, oh, shit, I genuinely don't know specifically what animal husbandry is. Mm-hmm. And then I start asking clarification questions and I just like I like and I'm naturally pretty curious. Like I like learning about things. So if I can learn all about that shit and then find a way to go, oh, shoot, that's similar to like. I don't know. Find some other similarity. Animal mm-hmm. husbandry has some elements where it's similar to like having putting people in the same room to generate ideas, to have a brainstorming session or something like that. Now, if you go out and it's really boring and you have a terrible time and I mean, it's never like terrible because you know, whatever, like the worst case is it's just kind of boring, right? Yeah. Now, um, is that your fault? In part, because mm. I because I set my I mean, here's the thing. I don't want to I don't want to. I don't want to enter the mindset where something is not something that's within within inside or outside of my control. And so to say that I go into a conversation and then the conversation sucks, then to you know, maybe bl- you just didn't find the nugget of interest. That, I didn't find the nugget. Here's the thing. It's twofold. The acorn of it, interest that a- would have grown into a tree of lovely conversation. Exactly. It's either the acorn or at the very first layer, it's should I have even entered this conversation at the first time? In the first place, should I set myself up to yeah, be you in did this a bad setting? Job of, uh, screening, it's yeah, screening basically. Yeah, yeah sometimes I, I, I usually am very like careful about screening and, and careful about who I meet. I, I need to see a lot of positive signs before I go out. And then some weeks I'm like, "Fuck it, we're gonna meet everybody." Exactly. And then I'm like, "Why did I do that?" Yeah. <laughs> just reminded me. How have you not learned? It just Patrick? reminded me how most people are. How have you not learned? Over, over. <laughs> There's a few behaviors in my life that every time I go like, "Wait." I said I wasn't going to do that anymore. I said I wasn't going to go out anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Why am I still doing that? (laughs) Why did I think that Vegas would be fun this time? (laughs) Now, here's a question kind of related to that, and here's something else I was thinking about in my in my week of um, note taking. My week in my in my week of no filtering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which was a great week. Hey, thank you, everybody. Um, and let it be known if anybody I've met is listening, it's not about you. Okay, it's about somebody else. So I can say whatever I want. is your experience sort of contained? Like, like he, here's what I was thinking about yesterday. Obviously, the presidential race was accounted for. I guess now you know what day we're recording this, right? Yeah. And we're Fucking in, giving it away, Pat. <laughs> we're in L.A. There, there was like, I did walk around the city and I did feel like a, a, such a state of optimism, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I felt that in my life. Um I mean, certainly when Obama was elected, too. And then I remember when Trump was elected, the city was very, like, down at the grocery store and stuff. Yeah. And it's sort of like, how, how much how much do you feel the collective energy of others, I suppose? Is that a personal thing? I know there's things like empaths and all this stuff. But, like, 
I didn't point. I didn't talk yeah. to all these people, right? I just kind of looked at faces and I, I just like there's just a mood. But here's where the question has another side of that because how much am I just creating this world where I think there's a mood and, and because I think there should be a certain mood, I guess, or I'm expecting a certain mood, um, then I truly feel that mood, right? There's definitely a couple pieces there that I think are interesting. The first of which is it's definitely important to be mindful of and be able to read sort of the temperature of a particular space to be able to f- tell whether or not they're happy, whether or not people are generally sad. Take the temperature of the room. Optimistic. Yeah, take the temperature. Shout out to my brother, Sean. He used to stay then on stage a lot. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> taking the temperature of the room is really important um, because it allows you to then sort of ideate on things that are are or are not possible because if the room if if society is really down because something bad happened you're not necessarily going to make the same joke or something like that or you're not going to try and do the same get together with your friends whatever that looks like um it's not necessary and so i guess what's interesting there as well to answer the other part of your question is it's not necessarily any individual's job or responsibility to I mean, you can, you can help encourage people to be more optimistic, stuff along those lines. But for me, I feel collective energy. I'm aware of it, but I don't Mm. let it affect me. Are you positive? You're not just projecting that. I'm, I'm 100% projecting that. Mm. Um, Oh, you're 100% projecting. (laughs) Well, that's a totally different answer. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I think that, so I think that I allow, I mean, here's the thing. If everybody, if I'm in a room and everybody is ecstatic and everybody's laughing, have you ever gotten in an elevator with somebody and two people are just laughing hysterically about something that just happened? It's impo- it's near impossible not to start laughing or have that brighten your day a little bit because mm. it's so positive. What was that thing? I forget where they In did. a subway car with the guy laughing. would turn around? No, there was one where, there was a video where there was a guy just sort of, giggling hysterically reading this book on a subway car and within two minutes the entire subway car with like 50 people inside of it was all laughing hysterically having the best time there's the other one where all the people in the elevator face the opposite wall oh yeah and then most of the people turn around to face the <laughs> yeah and that seems really strange to me like i i would verbalize like I would go, hey guys, what? Yeah, it exactly. seems very strange. You'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah. So this is obviously like a thing, and where's right? The camera. Like, well, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah there it is. <laughs> like, isn't that obvious? Yeah, so a lot. <laughs> but of, I'm sure they just cut those ones out. Of course, you know? yeah. Those yeah. are the, those are the ones that don't make it onto yeah, Jim, make it on Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> Live or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about sort of the energy and letting it? I I, I generally like I to I like know. to I like to insulate myself to the point of not allowing like exterior forces. Like I want to be aware of them. I want to be aware of them, but I don't necessarily want myself to fall victim to their sway i'm not confident i mean everybody's in good mood so little like micro movements are kind of affecting and you, you can and you can let it you can let yourself take a little positive bump but if you're but if you're solely dependent on these what these wild swings it's just kind of weird how much the knowledge of something can change your mood i guess i mean for most of the people celebrating their lives are pretty unchanged right very much so they still have to go to the same job yeah. the next day you know, 90 whatever percent of their lives and it's are still gonna, it's right? still going to be our neighbors that are the ones that the checkout stand at the supermarket that are running yeah. the corner store that are that are neighbors those are the people that we go to work with that we live with that we see every day like joe biden's not going to be like my grocery clerk at fucking ralph's like that's what kyle making and I me were. frustrated at the self-checkout like it's not gonna kyle, happen. kyle and i were joking you know how they're doing they're putting sprinklers in at stoner park 
Are they? And so we can't like train over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For, for oh, yeah. an indefinite period of time. <laughs> yep. Like they just decided, you know. For a city, we'll, for a, we'll figure it out. The social hotspot of West LA with everything fucking closed. We're going to, you know, it's closed now. You're it's closed gonna, now. We're putting sprinklers to, in. You're just going to have to take up skateboarding, bro. <laughs> it's like so <laughs> annoying. Like, so I was saying like, you know, whatever happens, if any presidential candidate came out, it could be Kanye, it could be anyone. If they came out and said they were going to, you know, reopen Stoner Park, boom, they Mm -hmm. got my vote. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) I get that. There's a tangible life changing thing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and one of the things that's sort of interesting is that national speech is is that by having an election or some, or news that's at such a high level, Mm -hmm it's easy to sort of disassociate or disconnect ourselves from so macro level from some of the real world, small implications to just sort of tune into the bigger, more positive things. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting piece because we're, it's, it's, it's the message of hope and healing and repair and optimism for the future. And we can all sort of get behind that. Whereas if you were voting for a city council person and one was about reopening Stoner Park and the other one was like, now we're going to, we're going to keep this shut. <laughs> more sprinklers. We, more sprinklers. Yeah. Whatever it looks like that's, that changes, that changes it a little bit. So it allows you to, to it's so removed too. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on time here, so I, I guess we'll end with. Why are we ending? Oh, we're getting close to when the guest is arriving. What? Yeah. <laughs> have you heard about people? Did you want to keep going? We can go. Have you heard about people <laughs> taking medication, dying because they also drink grapefruit juice with it? No. That's, what? So there's a thing where. Uh, yeah. Tell me the medication. So it was. A, so somebody. Uh, somebody was ill and they were taking three or four different medications and one of them was a blood pressure medication of course it was and uh, they were feeling badly or whatever and so they go to the hospital and uh, they test this woman's blood and find that she has five times like the recommended dosage of this blood pressure blood pressure medication and they take her off off of a ventilator because the electrical signals in her heart stopped working properly and uh, she wasn't breathing anymore. And so they put her on a ventilator. The, her system flushed out the excess uh, blood pressure medication. And she was like, honestly, I only took a double dose on the day that I came in because I felt so crappy. And they confirmed that with her with her pharmacist. And she still had the exact right number of pills left in the bottle to have taken that much. And apparently there was something where the grapefruit juice amplified, I want to say, the effect of certain drugs. How would that increase the quantity of a molecule, though? Unless th- the molecule is contained it, in think, grapefruit juice. I think juice. it increases the absorption rate. Okay. And that that's what causes... But it was in the blood. It was in the blood. Okay. In, oh, and stomach to blood absorption rate? Stomach to blood absorption rate. Or, or the conversion a, rate? Is it a pro-drug, maybe? Grapefruit, um, juice, drug, interactions. Yeah, dude, there's like an autocomplete on Google as I type this in, <laughs> so this <laughs> must be a thing. Uh, many drugs are broken down with the help of a vital enzyme called CYP3A4 okay. in the small intestine. Mm-hmm. Grapefruit juice can block the action of CYP3A4, so instead of being metabolized, more of the drug enters the blood and the stays longer in the body. Okay. Okay, this makes sense. So, so they did drug trials with this drug. They found that if they feed 100 whatever units, like 50 units make it into the blood because 50 of them are metabolized and broken down and not used because of that enzyme. Grapefruit juice, some molecule in there blocks that enzyme, enzyme rather, and because of that, 100 units makes it into the blood. In this simplified scenario, yes. now you've got double the amount of the drug, exactly. the active drug. 
Okay. Exactly. And so that's interesting. It's very interesting. So I guess the takeaway for those of you listening is if you find yourself don't on take a blood new pressure tr- medication. A, <laughs> well, do take blood pressure medication if you're prescribed. Oh, I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna uh, fight against that. Okay. But go ahead. Well, we're gonna. Okay. The documents. <laughs> <laughs> if you, uh, I would say, be wary if you are on prescribed medication of drinking grapefruit juice with it. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. It's, according to this, uh, organ transplant rejection drugs, some anti-anxiety drugs corticosteroids hmm. and uh it's just stop drinking grapefruit juice in general why are you drinking grapefruit juice it can't, what's the it, point it can taste good it's gross <laughs> it can taste no good. real i mean here's reason the reason you need it <laughs> a 100 out of 100 times i'm going to choose orange juice over grapefruit juice well yeah but uh, but uh, if it's uh, grapefruit juice or water who's gonna find themselves in a situation where the doctor's like listen the grapefruit juice uh it, you know it negatively interacts it, it really complicates things can you stop drinking it well doc we're gonna have to choose another drug because there's no <laughs> way i can give that up so, <laughs> like, so that's the thing and apparently this woman had drank and is that a deal breaker <laughs> i think she drank like five liters of grapefruit juice. All right, well, this woman's crazy. I'm the, okay with the, her expiring. In the seven days before she went in. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy. So okay. she was she was drinking a lot, but certain statins... <laughs> in and, other words, a crazy lady has a problem with drugs. Mm-hmm. Is that the story? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, grapefruit juice can cause less fexofenadine to enter the blood, de- decreasing how well the drug works. Fixofenadine, brand name Allegra, is available as both prescription and OTC to relieve symptoms of seasonal allergies. Allegra. May also not work if, if uh, well if taken with orange or apple juice. So the drug label states, do not take with fruit juices. Oh, okay, so this is this lady's fault, and we've already known well, this. Well, so there were mul- in the video I watched. There was multiple yeah. examples, but uh, it's blindly it's, taking Here's drugs. the thing: what's what the real takeaway from this is that we are protecting all of our listeners from the perils of grapefruit juice. <laughs> and Irrespons- this lady is very irresponsible. Irresponsible <laughs> grapefruit juice consumption. So yeah. Stay, yeah. stay safe out there, folks. And so, so that's the moral and, of this episode. And, 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 I'll put that in the title. And so what that means is, if you're trying to get your citrus fix on. Mm. Day brain. Day brain. God, I, thank you. I thought you were going to say orange juice. Yes, this is a great way to close. Stay away from the fucking orange juice. God, they had a good marketing campaign. First of all, vitamin C and glucose compete for the same uptake receptor. So if you're drinking orange juice to get vitamin C, you're doing something really dumb. Stop doing it. Um, Day brain, way better. Way better. Citrus flavor, citrus taste, brain booster. I'm on it now. That's why I trust my subconscious. Shout out to Milton Erickson. And this has been another episode of Day's Life, an aspirational podcast. And we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace.